Welcome to the Creative Couples Podcast, where we share stories and insight to support creative work in marriage. I'm Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Frankie. Uh, And we are so glad you're here. Uh, We're, I guess I'm in a funny mood. I didn't know I was, but I looked over at you and I just lost it. I don't know if that's a compliment or... uh... (laughs) No, it just means you make me smile. Okay. Mm. Uh, We actually have a really fun, in-depth episode, but because it's going to be so deep, we should start with rapid fire to each other. All right. Quick. Would you rather be chased by a lion or a tiger? And why? Lion. I feel like lions are a little more reasonable of creatures. Interesting. Are you thinking of like, because like in books and movies, they tend to be the more reasonable characters? So Mm -hmm. basically, am I just going off of the Jungle Book and the Lion King? Sure. Jungle Book, the tigers, not to be messed with. Right. And there are no tigers in the Lion Kings. <laughs> are there? <laughs> I don't know. Your turn. Quick. Um, one food you had to eat for the rest of your life. What is sushi. It? Easy. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know you love sushi, but. Love it. You'd never get sick of it. I don't think so. As long as it was fresh, right? Right. Not grocery stores. Sushi. Well, some grocery stores have pretty good sushi. <laughs> Okay, so today we're going to talk about something that we are actually still conflicted about. I don't know if we have a clean answer for this. I don't this. think anybody does. So and Maybe nobody does. We've yeah. read a lot on it. Yeah. We talk a lot about it. I don't know if we have the answer, but we want to talk about it and be open with our discussion. And that is the role of identity in art. How much of yourself do you bring to what you create? What's healthy? What's beneficial? Should you separate your work? Should you bring your full self to your work? All those things we're going to try and tackle. So I wanted to start with you, Frankie. Do you think it's possible to separate who you are from the work that you create? Yes and no. I think when I am in a healthy space, I can have the separation, at least when it comes to things like, okay, let's say criticism. So I write a song, I take it to a publisher or, you know, whoever, another artist, they're like, you know, I think you've done better work. It's not my favorite. If I am already in an insecure spot, that is going to wreck me. And I will uh, take that in and process it as you are a worthless human being and you're not good at your craft. That is not what that person is saying at all. They're just saying they don't like something. It's not personal. It's my work. Yeah. But especially as an artist, I think it's hard because I pour so much of myself into what I do. It is an extension of me. It's hard to separate the two. I feel like writing in particular, not just songwriting, but any kind of any writing kind, yeah. that you're doing for work is particularly hard to separate that because good writers bring themselves to their work. Right. Part yes vulnerability. No. Yes. Vulnerability yeah. is part of, I think, being a good writer. And you use your own life experiences, the things that you've been through, and the way you see the world. You put all of that on paper. Right. Even if the song isn't about you or the story isn't about you. Yeah. You're still bringing part of yourself to that. Yeah. And that's what a good writer does. So that's healthy. And so it's almost, there's a line. Is it healthy or is it, that's how you do good writing, but then you have to actually take care of yourself to make sure you don't get so attached to what you're writing that Mm. any bit of criticism is taken as a personal attack. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I really, I don't think that I could do good work if I didn't bring my identity into a little bit. Because I think if you care about something, you're naturally going to do that. You're going to bring yourself into it. Hopefully, you know, you do something that you love. That means your identity is going to be wrapped up in it at least a little bit, which isn't bad. It's just, where's the line of, I am nothing without this thing that I do. Or, you know, you get criticism and all of a sudden you're in a ball on the floor rocking back and forth. You've gotten criticism. I don't think I've ever seen you in a ball on the floor rocking back and forth. <laughs> no. But you might feel like that internally. I have felt like that internally. Yeah. There have been moments where I have questioned my existence sounds dramatic, so I won't say that, but just my my existence in the role that I'm in. Yeah. Like as a writer, as an artist. But I think you hit on something important that passion is a big precursor to that feeling because I don't think it necessarily has to be in a quote unquote creative field or only in songs or only in art. I think if you bring a lot of passion to any work that you do in general and someone criticizes that work, that's going to hurt. Right. Because it feels like you've put part of yourself into that. Most likely if you're doing work that matters and that you care about, you have to know that there's a risk that when someone doesn't like that work, it's going to hurt you. Yeah. You walk around with your heart on your sleeve yeah. as a creator of any type, whether it's it's music, it's painting, it's writing, videographers, it all of it. You're living a very vulnerable life. You are taking a piece of your heart and putting it out for the world to see, for them to say yay or nay. That's how it feels. Even if it's not... It may not be your story, like going back to the songwriting piece, but there is an element of I've put part of myself into this work. Yeah. Think about how we introduce ourselves. Yeah. When you meet someone for the first time and they say, what's your name? Frankie, what do you do? Do you say, I do music or I make music and I write songs? No. What do you say? I say I'm an artist and I'm a songwriter. By answering that way, you're basically saying, I am this. This is my identity. Yeah. Is the work that you do. Yeah. Do you think that's good or bad that we do that? I think there is a sense of pride and confidence that is a good thing. I think it is good to identify with what you do, assuming you love it. Hopefully, whatever you do, you, you enjoy it and you care about it. But at the same time, I was thinking about this actually earlier this morning when I knew we were recording this tonight. Adding the role of mom as an identity has been very interesting to me because I find myself, I love my kid more than anything. He's fantastic. But I found myself really just bucking against this idea of like, oh, I'm a mom. You mean claiming that? Yeah. As a part of your identity? Yeah. Not because you don't want to be a mom and all that a mom entails. Yeah. But the idea of putting it in your Instagram bio or your, I'm using that just as a funny example. There are assumptions that come with it, like everything, right? So if you're an artist and a songwriter- what are people going to assume about you? Probably good things like, oh, that's you mean, cool. You mean in that world? Yes. Because I would say some people prefer a more family-focused description of themselves. They would say, this is who I am. This is what or who I follow. This is what I'm about. This is my career. Yeah. But I understand what you're getting at is important because it's a piece of we project what we want people to think about ourselves yeah. all the time, not just on social media. I mean, we do it. Like I use the example on purpose of how we introduce ourselves. Yeah. I was thinking about like, well, do I do that? 
No, in the sense of if someone asked me what I do, day job, I work in marketing and healthcare. And I don't say, hey, I'm Spencer. What do you do? I'm a marketer. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That would sound I, I silly. Mean, some people might say that. Yeah. I don't. Most people say like, I'm in marketing. I'm in marketing. Yeah. Finance. I'm in finance. I'm not a financer. So why <laughs> I guess some is people, that? Some people might say I'm an accountant. And so I don't know if in particular creative fields lend themselves more to, well, if you're going to do something creative, it better be a part of you yeah, or it may not count for as much. That, and that's kind of what I was getting at when you asked, like, is it good that I identify like, oh, I'm an artist and a songwriter? And I think most days, yes. But the fact that I find myself being like, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to claim mom. It's because my identity is so like, no, this is who I am. And I already feel like. I'm insecure and am struggling to play those roles as well as I want to. So the idea of just adding another role makes it to me feel like I can't do anything that well. They almost feel like bullet points of your identity. Freaky artist, songwriter, mom, dog, mom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, let's just add a list instead of just wife. Yeah. To me, I'm like, oh, people are going to think I'm not that good at what I do because I because have all I'm these just things. adding all these things. And there might be some truth to like you spread yourself thin, but it is probably foolish to think that even the best songwriter, the best musician, the best painter in the world, there was more to their identity than those things. Right. Yeah. We'll get back to the episode in just a second, but will you do us a quick favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, there are a few ways you can help support its growth. One, subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening and leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Two, go to our website at thecreativecouples.com and subscribe to our email list. We're dedicated to making it an email you'll look forward to getting when each episode comes out and it will have extra inspirational content you won't get anywhere else. Three, if you're on Instagram, give us a follow at Creative Couples Podcast. We will link all of this in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Now back to the episode. Thinking about how we introduce ourselves, I thought of two things. Many people have probably read, I don't think I've actually read it all the way through, but <laughs> I feel like I, I you're hear- You're one of those. I, I, no, I, if I'm really reading a book, I'll- I'll get it. I've read excerpts. I've heard them in podcasts, but James Clear on Atomic Habits, Mm. which is a really helpful book about building habits. So I've heard him talk about to form habits that last, you really, you need to make it part of your identity. So instead of saying, I run, you should say, if you're trying to get into marathon running, don't just say like, yeah, I'm trying to get into marathon running or like, yeah, I run occasionally. Yeah. I'm a runner. Yeah. It's confidence. It's the confidence of yeah. leading into it. And the same thing of like, I don't write. I'm, I'm a, a writer. writer. Yeah. And then um, I watch a lot of YouTube. Anyone who knows me, you can hardly get through a week of me not mentioning something I saw on YouTube. This is true. <laughs> uh, that's the filmmaker in me. That I just did it. I said filmmaker. Did. So yeah, I'm going to get to this because Danny Gewertz, I think is how you say his name, YouTuber, great filmmaker, love learning from him. He talks about not waiting until you're successful to start calling yourself a filmmaker or calling yourself a musician. Don't wait for permission from others with the title, but to lead with it. I don't think that's, that means don't be self-aware of like where you are in your skill set. But like for me, 
that was a big shift because I would tell people, and I'm still not great at it, but I would tell people, yeah, I make videos and take photos sometimes. And I'm trying to more often just call myself a filmmaker. Now, the immediate critical self, the voice in my head that comes on as soon as I say that, especially on a podcast where people will hear me admit that is, well, you haven't made like a real film yet. You're not in any film festivals. You haven't done anything like a big production crew. And that would be correct. But who says that's what qualifies someone as a filmmaker? Exactly. I'm like, wait, but I tell stories using Mm -hmm. video, not film. See, that's another thing. (laughs) It's digital. So it's not, it's not like we're using real film. Right, right, right. Right. But you get the point of it's really important, especially if you are trying to grow in your craft and you're trying to grow potentially a business or as you introduce yourself to people, I think it matters to own this is who I am. Otherwise, people kind of see it like, okay. I I don't think it's a conscious thing that people are thinking about. Yeah. But subconsciously, I think there's something to be said for like, I'm a musician. I'm a songwriter. Yeah. I'm a filmmaker. It's not speaking it into existence, but what's the other phrase? You are self-fulfilling prophecy in a positive way. Self-fulfilling prophecy, but it's normally used negatively. It is used negatively, but I think it can, I mean, if it's used negatively, why can't it be used positively? I don't know. I don't know who makes the rules for these philosophical ideas, but um, it's not us. So um, (laughs) I'll wrap that part up with saying, I think it's, important to identify yourself with the work that you create, especially if it's something you're passionate about and you want to grow in it and be known as like, that's part of my identity. But let's talk about the con of that. So like you were saying earlier, there are negatives to it, such as like the critical or you can't take criticism. Not only that, but I think we wouldn't be as aware of this topic as we are if we didn't live in the world of social media. Say more. We live in this world where we are constantly pushing out some sort of self onto the internet for anybody and everybody to see. So naturally, what do we do? As an artist, I'm like, here's me playing this song. Here's me traveling, doing this, doing that. Like, how is my identity not going to be wrapped up in my work when all I'm thinking about when I post a video of a clip of me playing and singing something, how many views is it getting? How many likes is it getting? Who's engaging? Why are people engaging with that video? Not with my video. What am I doing wrong? I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not this, like this would not be as big of a thing. And I think the reason it's such a a big thing now and probably always will be is just because social media, it's the world we live in. Do you think Artists before social media didn't face this problem. I think they did, but I think that they were more productive with what they did with it. So our generation turns to social media to scroll, to get validation. But then also it's just a pit half the time of comparison. I think before that, people just had to be depressed and sit in their rooms and sit with their own (laughs) thoughts. You know, you had to sit with your own thoughts and write them out instead of just numbing ourselves or just, you know, falling into the trap of comparing yeah i'll sum it up with like the negative parts of getting your identity too wrapped up into your work is that if your art or your work is rejected it can wreck you if your art is successful it can consume you when you become really good at something you get consumed by yeah it's like a drug you just want more yeah it's never enough i'm not saying everyone ends up like that but that's something you have to fight yeah even when you experience success 
if your art is questioned or misunderstood, then you start questioning, am I misunderstood? Do people understand where I'm What's coming from? What's my place from? in the world? What's my place in the world? <laughs> and then maybe your art in some form is turned into a meme. Ugh, it's meme culture. Right? I hate it and love it all at the same time. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, like that feels personal where it's like literally yeah. hundreds of thousands to millions of people maybe memeing your artwork. Yeah. Maybe that's what people are going for these days. Mm. But then there's the unique challenge that I think we should bring it home with as it relates to what we talk about on this podcast the most, which is what happens when there are two people involved in that, where you're bringing all your insecurities and your individual identities. But part of being married is that you start to form like a couple identity as well. And that slowly meshes together into something I would say is meant to be beautiful. Like one of the, I think, great things of marriage is that you are seeking to help each other become the best version of themselves and being that intimate with someone brings that out for better or for worse though. So then when you start creating together and there's insecurities, I think the best way is just to use personal example where we've seen it is with music stuff less now in the sense of like, because we were both musicians, but more because we work on your music career together often or different projects where like, I'll do the music video for you or something like that. And we're both bringing in like, here's what we think we want this to look like. Right. We're still figuring it out. We're not at the top. You're not the best musician or the best songwriter. I'm not the best filmmaker, but we're going to try and come together and make the best thing that we can given our current skill set. Right. But when something goes wrong and there's criticism, even if it's something like you hear or like you get, and I shouldn't say critic. It's not always, it's not like we have like a line of people being like, you suck. Most people aren't <laughs> that terrible. And YouTube can be at times, but mm-hmm. usually it's just kind of doubting based on, like you said, numbers. It's a numbers game of like, well, this didn't do as well. And then you start blaming each other, each other in yeah. a way. Usually it starts with self first. Oh, I'm just not good enough with this. I'm not that. But the problem is normally, let's say we weren't working on a project together. If I come home from work and I'm like, yeah, work really sucks and it was hard because of these things. And I just feel like I'm really doubting my abilities and whether or not I can do this. You're not personally involved in my work in any way. No. So you can be just I can be, be totally empathetic. And just be empathetic and, just, and be yeah. like, oh, that's, totally, that's really, that sucks, babe. Like, yeah. And here's why. Have you thought about this? And maybe you give advice, so on. But when it's your career we're yes, talking and about. And you get all, because it's my career, when you question like, oh man, I should have, we should have done this. Maybe we did this differently. When I'm perceiving that you are disappointed by my career, that is soul crushing for me. Yeah. That's just, that's so hard. And this actually kind of goes back to our very first episode. Maybe I don't think it was the trailer. The first real episode. You have to be in a healthy space to work with your spouse you're not always going to be 100% of the time, obviously, because yeah. life, things happen. It's going to ebb and flow. We work a lot together on projects and career stuff, but it's not like we are with each other every day working on a career together. I think of people that are partners in a business together yeah, and how tricky that can be at times because the success of their business is dependent on the two of them. Yeah, And so if one thing starts failing or one person doesn't feel like they have what they need, that's going to be tough. I, we're purposely probably going to put some people 
on our guest list in the coming months that built something together that they are working full-time jobs every day together Yeah, because I really want to pick their brains as to how they deal with their identity issues Yeah, because I can't help but think those insecurities play into for sure how they work. For sure. So did we answer any questions? No, but I don't think this was a question to be answered. We yeah. would love to hear what you guys think. That's if you have thinking. thoughts about identity and what you do, your career, your art, your corporate job, whatever it is. How you separate it, how yeah. you don't separate it, how you feel like you're bringing your best self to it. We'll link some things that we read leading up to this that really yeah. helped us thinking through identity and art and how much it should be infused into what you do. But we would love to hear if you all have things. So Instagram, Creative Couples Podcast, YouTube, we'll read YouTube comments. Uh, if you're not, if you're on our email newsletter uh, that we send, reply. We're on there. It's not a robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you have thoughts and ideas about this, we'd love to hear them and share yeah. them with the audience. So I hope this was still helpful, even just to hear us process through it. Even just to make you feel less crazy and more normal. That's yeah, what we're here for. Take care of yourselves out there. It's crazy. And there's a lot of things to bring you down. But know that no matter how incredible your art may be and how recognized it might be, you are not fully your art and you are more than your art. And on the days where you're questioning your worth because of what you've created, remember that you're more than what you've created. It's good advice. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.